0: we indies are rebelling again. Gone are the days of publishing a book a month until we drop, and in its place are the seeds of a better way to rapid release. A way that feels incredible as we build a sustainable, lifelong author career that not only increases our visibility and royalties, but it's all done with intention and ease. If you're ready to buck the system and become the visionary authorpreneur I know you're meant to be, you've come to the right place. I'm Carissa Andrews, international best-selling indie author, and this is the Author Revolution Podcast. Well, hey there, millionaire authors. I hope you've had an incredible week, and I hope some of you are participating in this week's Millionaire Author Challenge. I am having a super fun time myself, kind of going through all the stuff, trying to get the worksheets together. This was mostly last week, actually. But it really opened my eyes to the way that our stories, the ones that we hold in our head, really impact the way that we allow ourselves the joy, the abundance, the amazingness to unfold around us. So this week, I have a question for you because we haven't really talked about radish. and It's a platform that I have used myself but haven't found super huge success on, but it's got some interesting qualities, and I think you're going to agree when you hear this week's guest talk about it. So let me ask you this. Have you ever wondered if there's a way to get paid while you're writing your book? Well, I know I have. (laughs) And in addition to the Kindle Vella platform, which we've talked about, there is this platform called Radish that's been launching some authors into incredible royalties on their platform and this is even despite changing their royalty rates not super long ago. So today, I am interviewing Callista Jane. She's a romance author who's made bank with two serial stories written and published on Radish. Now, I met Callista ages ago. She and I have been running in the same author circles for quite a while, and we have similar interests in the author side of the business and in life in general. In fact, She's another one of the authors who was loving the concept of reality hacking. Remember when I was digging into that last year? I still do it, it's just not as prevalent because I've been doing a lot more with Abraham Hicks this year, following my internal guidance, (laughs) to learn a little bit more about that. But she and I started talking a lot more about reality hacking, and we started implementing some of those strategies. She wanted to see if reality hacking could work for her budding author career, and in specific, could it help her increase her royalties? So she obviously has a millionaire author mindset too, and she certainly is well on her way to achieving that goal. Because truth be told, she didn't have to wait long for reality hacking, and in specific, using Radish to produce the kind of results she was hoping for. So last year, she had one of her serial stories on Radish take off, and it went into epic proportions. We're going to talk about how it went viral and discuss like how many views this thing has had. It's pretty awesome. So today, Galista and I are talking about her radish success and how indie authors who are new to the platform, or even those who haven't had massive success, but they've tried it, how they might be able to use the platform to their advantage. We're indie authors with big millionaire author destinies. So keeping an open mind and utilizing every avenue available is one of the ways our inspired action can bring us straight to everything we've been dreaming of. So are you ready? Let's head into the interview. Hey there, Calista. I am so glad that you're on the podcast and agreed to join us today. So I talked a little bit in the introduction to my audience about how we met and all of those good fun things, but can you tell my audience a little bit more
1: about you and what it is that you write? Yeah. um, First, thanks for having me here. I'm excited and a little nervous. I live in California with my family, like everybody listening. I love books and I have for many years. I don't know what else to share. I'm addicted to like stationery and pens and pencils and notebooks and stickers and all that kind of fun stuff. As far as writing, I've been doing it for years, but I only recently jumped into serial fiction. That is awesome.
0: Okay. So speaking of that serial fiction, we need to talk about Radish. <laughs> You're obviously doing extremely well on that site. So before we dig into the nitty gritty of how your works are doing, Can you explain a little bit to my audience about
1: what Radish is and maybe why they should consider publishing on it? Yeah. So it's a serial reading app or it's a reading app catering to serial fiction for the most part. The simple idea behind it is that readers purchase coins, which they can then spend on individual episodes of a book or series. And it's nice that they can do like, so it's just like little microtransactions And if they enjoy it, they keep going. And if they don't, they can peace out, you know, before spending all that money on sometimes like an epic saga. You know, some of these series go on for several seasons. And I think authors can, you know, authors can publish their backlist there, even if it's not technically a serial piece of fiction. And some of my favorite reasons for being there are getting to interact with the readers. I know that's actually a no-no, like some author's Don't want that, but I really, really love it, and I also really like getting paid while I'm writing a book rather than having to write the whole thing before seeing any money.
0: So, how would you describe then? And that's a really great point. But how would you describe serial fiction and how it's different then from just like writing a normal book?
1: Yeah, um, that's a big one, and I think it looks um, like different things to different authors. For me, it it's very similar although I am a lot more conscious of how my chapters or how my episodes end. Um, <laughs> one of the complaints, but I think a loving complaint that I get a lot is, oh no, another cliffhanger. And I'm like, honey, that, that's the point. <laughs> you know, that's, called that's, a hook. <laughs> that's how we do. Um, <laughs> yep. But a lot of, like, some of the longer serial pieces that I've, that I've read on Radish have more of a soap opera feel to them. You know, there's just, they're, they are episodic. They have several points of view, sometimes might have three. And I've toyed with the idea of including the antagonist's point of view, but I don't necessarily want to do full arcs for all of those side characters. So, you know, some of them will get spin-off episodes later on is kind of the plan.
0: That's really cool. So <laughs> how long have you been writing and publishing on Radish?
1: I started uploading my first story in July last year, so not very long. Wow, yeah.
0: I didn't realize it was it was that like short of a time ago. I mean, I remember kind of you and I were talking about it. I think mm-hmm. when you started, but that's amazing. I, I guess it yeah. uh, for some reason I, I figured you'd probably been toying around with it for longer than that. That's so cool. No,
1: I had been um, I had spent some time on the app before publishing anything. You know, I was I was looking at it. I was curious, like what. What it's all about. And I'd read several serials or at least pieces of them. I don't have the kind of patience or staying power to like go several seasons. (laughs) But I, I did like getting sort of the feel for how it works and how readers are using it. I think that gave me some pretty good insights to just how I wanted to operate there as an author. That's cool.
0: So, in your mind, are seasons kind of like different books or how do seasons, how are seasons kind of played out?
1: So I'm looking at it for the one that I'm writing right now. Each season is going to be a different ebook in a series, even though they follow the same main characters. But, you know, other people I've seen have done almost like a series of standalones, you know, like how how romance will have like a different couple in each book in the series. Yeah. And so they would call each of those a different season. That's one way to do it too. That makes sense.
0: Okay, so let's talk about your serials that you've got right now. Um, yeah. You have one called Their Baby Doll, which has mm-hmm. 1.4 million views. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Holy cow. And Cinderella's Daddy's has 184.8 thousand views. So, mm-hmm. okay, so you've been doing this since July of last year. Wow. <laughs> so <laughs> did you expect either of these stories to take off like this?
1: No, I, not at all. Like, no? I, I have no idea. Their baby doll didn't do much during like the first month or so. It, it, it had a few views. And looking at what other, other authors have talked about, I see now that it was kind of a special case to begin with because I, I had some subscribers right off the bat, whereas a lot of people don't. And I was okay with it not doing very well in my mind at the start because I wanted to write and publish it anyway. And this was just a way to, to start it off. And then in late August, it started getting more views. And I don't know why necessarily. I think it could have happened organically, you know, just it started picking up and then maybe Radish started noticing it. I began seeing it on the homepage, you know, like under different categories. And then once it started getting in-house promotions, the views really started going up. That's
0: awesome. So, do you have to apply for in-house promotions, or is that something that just kind of comes from Radish and they they do their own thing?
1: Uh, you definitely should apply uh, early and often. If if you're going to start using Radish, they have like monthly promotions that they'll advertise for, and then they have like sort of these constant, ongoing ones. I'll like, I'm always clicking the button, like, yes, give me promotions. Yes, put me on the list for consideration now or later you know cool. even though i've only got two stories up i'm i'm applying for everything that they fit under
0: right so is that all in the back dashboard then a radish that you can see those things
1: yeah they also have an author mailing list and so you want to make sure that you're on that some people don't get those for some reason but you usually like a couple of days after the newsletter goes out you can see it on the dashboard under announcements
0: okay cool okay so if you don't mind me asking with that many views that's incredible how much are you earning then from your stories on Radish?
1: On average, it's low four figures a month. It's wow. gone a little bit higher, but for the most part, yeah, around that much. That's amazing,
0: though. I mean, for a platform that a lot of authors don't even understand exists. I mean, that's incredible. So, congratulations! Yeah. Thanks. Okay, so in addition to the serialized stories, you're also launching them as books, from what I could tell. And you're, it looks like you're doing them wide. Are they being as well received, you know, in out in the wild as they are on Radish? Or how are are you finding that Radish is more engaged with the stories? Like what what are your findings?
1: So I I'm not getting a lot of feedback on the ebooks. Like I think there may be a couple of reviews up and that's great. I'm like thankful for those reviews. I don't have an ARC team or anything like that. So but they're like I'm not getting the purchases of the books. Like the, the subscribers of the, the story and the purchases of the books don't match at all. Like from what my readers are telling me, some of them are buying the eBooks too, which is actually super humbling. Like they're paying for my books twice, which makes me feel really, really good. And also makes me want to like give them more and better things. So that's kind of a cool experience, but um, no, there's not like a whole lot happening on the eBook avenues yet.
0: That's interesting. So it has, have you been publishing them just then since those books started launching or did you have a couple of books prior to that, prior to using
1: Radish? I had a couple of books prior to using Radish, just little sort of like writing challenges that I took part in. One of them I have unpublished because I liked it so much, I turned it into Cinderella's Daddies. So I unpublished it and expanded it. You know, it was like a, I don't know, maybe 15,000 word novelette. and, And I really, really liked the characters and I thought that the story could go farther.
0: Okay, so I have uh, another question then. Some people consider uh, Radish as a way to get almost like page reads like Kindle Unlimited, right? But still be wide. So um, obviously it's, in my mind anyway, Radish seems to be closer to to what Kindle Vela is at the, the present moment. But I found anyway that the readers out there are really more like in Radish and maybe even a little bit in Vela are more like veering towards the romance or the erotica side of things. Do you think that those are the, the genres that best fit for Radish, or do you think there are other genres out there that do really well as well?
1: So for Radish, I would say just based on my own explorations of the app, definitely it's predominantly romance and high heat romance, especially. Although, you know, there's there are other options on there. So I think for the people who are looking for that, they can find it. But given the audience that seems to be there and what they're mostly reading, you know, the books that you see as the top 10, you know, on the site regularly, it's mostly going to be romance. I haven't heard of anybody with runaway success stories in like YA or fantasy. And I was thinking like for authors who want to do serialization for other genres, they might consider Crazy Maple Studio. They have the Kiss app, which is romance, but they also have another app called Scream, which is like mystery, thriller. I don't know what else they've got on horror, maybe. Gotcha. That yeah. is really cool. Okay. Yeah.
0: Well, what about Kindle Vela? Have you tried Kindle Vella then as a, a way to test things out too? or?
1: So yeah, when it first started, I uploaded part of their baby doll. And then I realized that KDP was going to allow returns on episodes which just rubbed me the wrong way. And then um, it was also fairly evident early on that they were expecting the authors to bring the audience to Vela rather than the other way around. And I just didn't really have a lot of faith in how they launched it. So I pulled Baby Doll off and then took it exclusively to Radish. And um, side note, I think that being exclusive on Radish, even for just a short period of time can kind of boost your chances of getting promotions. And that might've helped with a baby doll starting off. Awesome.
0: I guess one of the questions I was going to ask you then is if you did like, how did the two platforms compare, but it sounds like they're pretty comparable other than the the returns on episodes, right?
1: Or no, there's actually a lot of other differences. Let me see. So Kindle Vella has the weird, I don't know if, so my experience with Kindle Vella was like July last year, but they had this weird thing where each episode has to be approved, right? Mm -hmm. So you hit publish and then it's like you wait a few days. and So then you have like, say you upload like 10 episodes, you've got 10 emails from KDP saying your episode was approved or it wasn't, I guess, in some cases, that's not on Radish. Once you're approved as an author, you can just publish there. I've heard of some issues where writers are putting things that are maybe a little too taboo on there and they need to change, but it at least goes up at first. And then they find out later that they need to make adjustments. One thing that I think Vela and Radish are both doing right is they're, they're allowing tags, sort of like people see in fanfic, which is a great way to be able to search for the things that you want. You're like, I really just I love me a second chance romance and that's what I want to read today. You can find that because it's tagged. I'm not sure how sophisticated the tag system is on Bella, but I know that it's at least there, right? Yep. Um let's see, what else is there? I think radish is prettier. That's important <laughs> to me. I love that hot pink on black. It's like yeah. so sexy. Yeah. And it's just, it just looks very sleek and you know, it's 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 established. And then the main difference to me, though, is the reader interaction. On Vela, you can get thumbs up and favorites, I think. Mm-hmm. And on Radish, you can get like a little heart. You know, readers can heart an episode. They can leave comments on individual episodes. I think they can do that in Vella as well. Oh, can they? I didn't know that. That's cool. And then the writers can respond to the comments um, or not, if that is their want. And then there's also for like three hours after an episode goes live or is released, there's a live chat. And so readers can hang out together and the author can pop in if they want to and just kind of like chat about the episode or, or whatever, really. That's and that, cool. that I think is really cool. Like mm-hmm. I, I didn't know I was encouraging a community by interacting with the readers, but that's kind of like what I ended up with. And it's really a neat experience that I really enjoyed. I think that's
0: a a really key feature that that little event, because it's like, I was just talking about on the podcast, the the last Mm -hmm. podcast that I just recorded. So this, this podcast episode is going to air a little bit later, but I was doing the one on Brandon Sanderson's crazy Kickstarter thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. But one of the lessons that I wanted indie authors to learn is that you know, there's power in creating an event for your thing, whatever it is, whether it's your launch or whether it's, you know, whatever it is you're trying to do. And so it's cool that Radish is doing this in almost like a, in little micro doses, we're creating an event, we're making it special. We're making the, the launch of this particular episode, something that's yeah. you know, a, a neat thing to, to interact with. I like that.
1: Yeah. I, I love popping in again. I don't know too much. Like I don't know any of my author friends that attend the live chats. But I really enjoy it, especially like at the end of a season. One time, I like left my heroin in a burning building, trapped, you know, and like <laughs> going into the live chat, and I was kind of afraid they were gonna, like they're gonna burn your at me. <laughs> <laughs> or even just like the end of the baby doll cereal, like that was a really special event to be a part of for me, just because everybody was so they were just happy, and I was happy, and we were all emotional. <laughs> Oh. So is that one done then? Is that serial done? Yeah, Baby Doll is finished. Every now and then I'll get a comment on the last episode saying like, hey, how about, you know, a are reprise? You, you, you. Yeah. Um, but those, those main characters are actually side characters in Cinderella's Daddies because none of us wanted to say goodbye to them entirely. So gotcha. I ended up setting Cinderella in the same town. And there's, gonna, there's some little overlap. That's funny, isn't it? Interesting that they're the side characters in the
0: other one, but the side characters are doing better in a sense when it comes to views. That's crazy.
1: Yeah, <laughs> they'll um. Hopefully, Cinderella's Daddies will catch up soon. I mean, like Cinderella's it's only starting, the starting in, in yeah. January, and I'm hoping to do four seasons instead of three. So, I, you know, it's not that it's doing worse necessarily. It's just oh, it no. hasn't had the same time. Yeah, absolutely. That's super
0: cool. Okay. So do you have any tips or tricks for authors who might want to give radish a
1: try, but they're not quite sure if it's the right fit for them? Yeah. So I guess the first thing is to just like, this sounds maybe patronizing, but download the app. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Look at it, you know, see what's on there. See how, what you might want to write might fit in or not fit in. And if what you have in mind, isn't going to fit in maybe don't waste your time with it. I mean, I'm not going to tell anybody not to try something that, that they want to test out because you never know. You could have the next runaway success and maybe horror is the next big thing on Radish. I don't know. I, I think it would be hard to get approved for a horror story. You you don't know though. And and once you're approved, I don't think that Radish is going to tell you not to publish something. But yeah, I would I would look around at what's on there see how readers are reacting to different kinds of episodes, see what their activity is like, see what Radish is pushing because they, they know what is hot and you know, they're, they're paying attention to what readers are searching for and what they're spending their coins on. The pricing options can be kind of confusing. So explore the app, see you know, how you would want to structure your stories too and, and how it aligns with your goals. So that's one thing. And then another thing is to consider that it was built for serial fiction. So, kind of like we talked about before with episode endings, you know, even if you're uploading your backlist, check those episode endings or what were your chapter endings. They should be awesome, you know, and not in a like, oh, what a nice nap that our hero (laughs) is about to take. How pleasant, you know. you don't want them to take a breath. You want them to be like jabbing that next button, you know, for the next episode, even if they're going to have to pay coins for it, you know. Yeah. Um, so, you know, stop when the heroine is trapped in a burning building or right after the daddy dom orders her to take off her clothes. Um, <laughs> so, like a high note, it doesn't have to be a cliffhanger. It can just be like, you know, or a big reveal without giving your char- characters a chance to react to that big reveal you know all of a sudden they learn he's been hiding in her car all along I don't know and then you just end right there before <laughs> yeah. they can or react. anyone can make it like what <laughs> yeah yeah and you, you kind of just want the readers to be like what the heck is going to happen next you know absolutely however that looks so, is it difficult
0: to get approved through Radish? Have you found any advice on that on, on how to make sure that you do get approved?
1: I don't really. Um, it seems like they approved a lot of writers over the fall and winter. I don't know if they're still, you know, on the hunt for new new authors or not. I'm, I'm not really sure.
0: Okay, that's okay. I'm just curious. Yeah. Um, okay, so for in your side of things, if listeners are really like, oh my gosh, I got to check out what she's been doing and what she's up to and like what, these, the, what these stories are actually doing, where do they go to learn more about you and your books?
1: So, I mean, probably my biggest like, internet footprint, I guess you would call it, is on Radish. That's, that's where I spend most of my time hanging out with readers. I have a tiny little website that I finally started in January, months <laughs> after <laughs> <laughs> and, and there's a, and I have a newsletter sign up there. And so I send out a, a couple of newsletters a month. But yeah, I mean, most of my energy right now has just been poured into Radish. I have a, a so my website is close to jane.com and that's Jane, J A Y N E. And my, I have a Facebook page and Twitter. I, <laughs> you know, <talk> Twitter.
0: <laughs> You're there, uh, kind of, sort of.
1: Yeah. So I mean, I basically just have it there for people to find me if they need to. And, and like basic news, but yeah, that's great.
0: Well, awesome. Thank you so much for being here today and for explaining Radish and how it's been working for you. I am absolutely 100% sure that there are are listeners. I was going to say readers, listeners out there who are like, Oh my gosh, I didn't know Radish existed. And now I have to like race over to it and see what's going on there because I, I know I've been inspired by what you've been doing and the success that you've been having over there. And I, you know, it's even inspired me to be thinking about a pen name that I, I would like to start. And so I'm thinking about giving radish a try with that pen name. And yeah. so I think it's just, it's a cool, cool place to check out and just kind of experiment with, especially, you know, if you need a, almost like a palate cleanser sometimes. So even if you're writing something that isn't necessarily, uh, you know, like me, I write paranormal fantasy. But mm-hmm. if you want a palate cleanser, like writing some sort of romance or something that is different just for fun, why not give it a try? I mean, even if you haven't written in it yet, it's just, it's such a cool place to be. And so you've really opened my eyes to that. So I really appreciate that. Oh,
1: well, thanks. And thanks for having me here. I, I really think it is an exciting time for ser- serial fiction, even though I don't have a lot of faith in Kindle Vella, I think that it is kind of a part of the future and it shows that, that more is coming. Um, you know, it's very big in, in Asia and I think that maybe the Western world might be ready for it. I hope so, because I think it's a lot of fun and, um, and I'm seeing more and more of it. So awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. Thank you.
0: So I don't know about you, but I am definitely going to be giving Radish a deeper consideration after this conversation. (laughs) Now, I like I said, I've been on the platform for a while, but as a YA sci-fi fantasy author, and I never really saw all that much success with the platform. I have a lot of my wide books out there, and they just kind of, they're all right. Nothing like earth-shattering or anything. It's just another platform to be out there with. Now, obviously, my life experiences, and after talking with Callista, I can kind of see in part why. I mean, I'm not an overly romance writer type of person, at least not right now. But like I mentioned in the interview, I'm going to be launching a romance pen name this year with a series idea that's been in my head for a while. But as a fantasy author, I'm like, why is this thing like trying to come in? What do we do with this thing? <laughs> so it's more of a side project at present. And it's something to just kind of, I don't know, have fun with. But who knows? I am totally open to a, a runaway success with it, too. <laughs> you know what I mean? What Wouldn't you be? I am so lucky to consider Calista one of my amazing author friends, and I'm so glad I was finally able to convince her to come on the show. Because seriously, guys, I have been talking with her for years now, and I've come at her from so many different angles, trying to get her to agree to talk about her experiences. She's a researcher, and her in-depth knowledge of publishing goes way further than radish. So Calista, if you're listening, you rocked it, girl. I am so glad you finally said yes. (laughs) Well, my friends, that is everything I have for you this week. If you'd like to download the transcript from today's interview, or to get quick links over to Radish or Callista's stories or website, all you need to do is head over to authorrevolution.org forward slash 129. And if there's one thing, one thing I hope you walk away from today's podcast with, it's this. Stay true to you, follow your gut, and allow inspired action to guide you. Had Callista not pulled her story from Vela and gone exclusive with Radish, who knows? maybe it wouldn't have gone viral, but you have to trust yourself. You have to know what feels good and what doesn't. And when those alarm bells go off, you need to take a closer consideration. And I'm so glad that she did. You do you, my friend. Trust your gut and do what feels good. Now go forth and start your author revolution.